1: Welcome to another episode of the Michelle Tafoya podcast. Today, Neo, if you don't know, you're going to know. The city of Boston. I got a quick thing to tell you about that. And then, of course, the subject of the week, Megan Rapino. All of that is next.
0: Now, it's time for some sanity. It's the Michelle Tafoya podcast.
1: All right, do you know who Neo is? We're going to play you a little bit of his music. So maybe you'll recognize him. He's got a lot of hit songs. He's worked with uh, Pitbull. He's got a number of of hit songs. So he went on a podcast. And as many stars do, right? They go and they talk about other stuff. So he was talking about the the transgender movement, as many people are these days. And the things he said were not controversial. I'll, I'll summarize it for you. He basically said, you know, If a five or six-year-old boy comes to me and says, I want to be a girl, I'm not going to go slice him up in a surgery. That's the essence of what he said. Well, as you might imagine, the trans community blew up, called his comments transphobic. That word really bothers me because it doesn't mean that phobic is is a fear, right, that you're afraid of something. It doesn't suggest to me that you're afraid of a trans person just because you don't want to mutilate your own kid. That doesn't mean you're afraid of the trans community. That means you're making a decision for your child that he or she is in no way competent enough to make as a young child. And that's all he was saying. So, of course, backlash, backlash, backlash. So he is asked, and I will say compelled to put out an apology statement, which I'm going to read to you. And, and the, here's the thing. Uh, when I use the word compelled, I use it intentionally because, you know, for someone to say, hey, Neo, you know, you're getting a lot of backlash. You might want to put this out. Yeah, well, what if I don't? Neo, we really think for the record company and everything, you're going to need to put this out. So now he's being compelled. So here's what he writes. Quote, after much reflection, I'd like to express my deepest apologies to anyone that I may have hurt with my comments on parenting and gender identity. I've always been an advocate for love and inclusivity in the LGBTQI plus community. So I understand how my comments could have been interpreted as insensitive and offensive. Gender identity is nuanced, and I can honestly admit that I plan to better educate myself on the topic so I can approach future conversations with more empathy. At the end of the day, I lead with love and support everyone's freedom of expression and pursuit of happiness. All right, so that's the statement. But then I think he thought twice about it. And some people then came after him for recanting or for apologizing. Like, hey, Neo, you didn't need to do this. Why would you apologize? So the next steps that Neo took, I'm going to call, were steps into... The Coalition of Courage, which I love. So this is a video that he then posted. And I'm not sure where the original video posted, whether it was Instagram or TikTok or whatever, but I saw it on Twitter. And so here is Neo now after he's been on the podcast, after he's issued a written apology, and honestly thought again about what he was doing to his own opinion. John Berg, my producer, let's roll the Neo video.
2: What's going on, loved ones? This is Neo. All right, listen, I normally don't give too much of a damn about what y'all think about what I do, or what y'all have to say about what I say, whatever. I normally don't care because, like I said, opinions ain't special. Everybody got one. However, this is something I feel very strongly on, and I need y'all to hear this from the horse's mouth, not the publicist's computer. So check this out. Somebody asked my opinion on this matter, and this is how I feel. I will never be okay with allowing a child to make a decision that detrimental to their life. I will never be okay with that. I I, I definitely plan to educate myself a little bit more on this matter. However, I doubt that there's any book anywhere or any opinion that somebody's going to tell me that's going to make me okay with letting a child make a decision like that. That's just period, point blank, and that's how I feel. If I get canceled for this, then you know what? Maybe this is a world where they don't need a neo no more, all right? And I got no problem with that. I'm a hustler, all right? I'll figure it out. I got kids to raise, and I'm going to do that regardless. So with that being said, y'all have a good day. I love everybody. Live how you want to live, love how you want to love, but your opinion is yours. Speak your opinion as much as you damn well feel like it. Because as I said, they're not not special. Everybody got one, and you're entitled to it. I'm entitled to mine, all right? Y'all feel how y'all want to feel. Have a great day. It's Neo. Peace and love.
1: All I can do is slow clap or say amen or whatever you want to say. Because what Neo just did is what everyone should do when their opinion is called transphobic, bigoted, you know, xenophobic, racist, whatever. You are entitled to your opinion. And what's going on in the world right now is that no one really wants you to have your own opinion. They want you to subscribe to the elite opinions. To the opinions of those who think they are smarter and better and more worldly than you. You don't have to. Neo, welcome to the Coalition of Courage. I salute you. I applaud you. I'm so glad you did that and took back ownership of your opinion. That's what we all need to be doing. All right. I've got some comments on, I spent a week in Boston with my family. I didn't know how it was going to go. Uh, the other topic of the week is Megan Rapino, the way that the U.S. women's national team got ousted from the World Cup and the aftermath of that. But before I move on, that dark spot on your face, is it still bothering you? And the liver spots on your hands and those on your neck and your chest. Now you can watch them disappear safely and quickly in three, quick minutes. Introducing the GenuCell Dark Spot Corrector three-step, three-minute dark spot luxury system, and it does exactly what it sounds like. By using their crystals, world-famous microdermabrasion before the dark spot corrector, and finishing with a touch of the collagen-building GenuCell XV, you'll see the dark spots disappear before your eyes instantly, smoothly, and luxuriously What you're watching on the screen are real results in just a couple minutes. It's incredible. But don't take my word for it. If you're not blown away with the results, you get 100% of your money back, no questions asked. Free shipping, free returns. So go to Genyacel.com slash Michelle now. It's Michelle with one L, -L M-I-C-H-E-L-E. Order the new dark spot treatment system today and say goodbye to those pesky spots tomorrow. That's Genyacel.com slash Michelle G-E-N-U-C-E-L. There's more. All these products are included in GenuCell's most popular package for August. Here we are in August. So you get your GenuCell bags and puffiness serum also included, all for 70% off retail. Experience the luxury and effectiveness of GenuCell. Order now and watch those dark spots disappear in three minutes. 70% off while supplies last. GenuCell.com slash Michelle genucelcom com slash Michelle, genucelcom slash Michelle. Boston. We decided to take a four-day family vacation. That's all we had together this, this summer and go to Boston. Cool city, but I really wasn't sure what to expect because I've spent so much time in New York, spent time in Philly, spent time in D.C. and all those big kind of East Coast towns. And I've been just disappointed with the the lack of, cleanliness, the crime, especially in New York. It's so dirty now compared to what it was 15 years ago. And just that sense of not feeling safe. Let me tell you, we were all over Boston from Beacon Hill to Fenway, to the Harbor, to we were all to Newberry Street, to the South. We were all over Boston. Some of that by choice, some of it because we just kept getting turned around. You know, there's an an actual exit on an interstate, I think it's 93, that says U-turn to Boston, because everyone takes the wrong turn. So you eventually have to drive three miles and make the U-turn back to Boston. Anyway, I will say this, kudos to Boston. Felt safe everywhere we went. I did not, my whole entire family commented on this. Did not see homeless, did not see homeless anywhere. Um, Felt safe, felt secure. I was pleasantly surprised with, with the entire experience. And I got to tell you, I was going and kind of thinking, what are we getting into? It was a terrific trip. There's so much to see, so much history, so much fun stuff. You drive up the Cape. We did that for a day. And it was it was tremendous. So Boston, I salute you. I don't know what you're doing right that other towns, other big cities can't get right. But please continue doing that. Okay, final topic: Women's World Cup. Megan Rapino. Seems like everyone wants to hate on this team. My first big exposure to women's soccer was in the 2012 Olympics in London. I covered the U.S. women's team. Uh, when you work the Olympics for NBC or your, you know, your home network, you really are working it from the the standpoint of what do American fans want to see? And while we're interested in all kinds of people and different stories we're generally really interested in our Michael Phelps, Katie Ledecky, our big teams. So uh, covering that soccer in 2012 in London was amazing. And I, I, sitting in those arenas, whether it was in Manchester or at Wembley, I understood what makes this game so exciting. It was so That was the day of Am- Abby Wambach. I think Hope Solo was still the goalie at that point. I could be wrong about that, but I think so. Um, so you had... The big stars. I mean, Alex Morgan was just a baby back then. Well, you cut now to here. We, here we are in 2023 Women's World Cup, and they can't win a game. And even after they tied a game in advance, they were dancing. And that was a bit of an embarrassment. So they get to this knockout round against Sweden. They can't score a goal. It comes down to penalty kicks. And Megan Rapino becomes the center of the story at this point. This is her last year with the women's national team. She is a polarizing figure. She's married to Sue Bird. She um, it, it has knelt during the national anthem at past games. She would not sing the national anthem on this stage. Now, look, you can stand... You can stand with your hand over your heart. You should always take your cap off. That's just tradition. I love tradition. You can sing or you cannot sing. But you are representing the United States on the world stage. And the only reason you're on that team is because you are representing the United States. Not because you're representing you. Now, I am like a free speech, free expression absolutist. Do what you want. And she can do what she wants. I'm also a free speech free expression absolutist when it comes to how we all respond to that. We get to respond, we get to criticize, and many people did. They didn't like that she wouldn't sing along. And she's kind of been and she's also come out with a very unpopular opinion about trans women competing against biological women in sports, which is just not a popular opinion. And uh, So she's Megan Rapino has become polarizing. So that she then steps up to be in this penalty kick situation. She just flies it over the top, the crossbar of the goal. And she kind of lowers her head and starts to laugh. Now, everyone jumped on that. Like she wasn't taking it seriously. I, I didn't see it that way. I could see it as you've got to be effing kidding me. The biggest penalty kick attempt of my life. And that's what I did. Oh, my God. Now, you can question, should she have been the one taking the kick? Should she have been on the field at all? Should she have been on the team at all? You can ask all of those questions. But I do get her reaction to a certain extent. Agree or disagree with me, that's my opinion, having watched enough sports to cover several lifetimes. So I didn't really have a a problem with that. But she has now set her legacy. And unless there's a... a a major change of heart on her part. She is someone who has knelt for the anthem as part of the women's national team representing the United States. She has stood but not sung along with the anthem. Okay. She has advocated for uh, trans females, trans women, I should say to compete against biological women in sports. I am a thousand percent against that. A thousand percent is my, good friend Al Michaels would say, against that. He says the thousand percent. How he feels about women competing against men, I don't know. Um, But she is sort of set. And and, and then there's the missed penalty kick and the laughter and the loss. The worst performance they've ever had at the World Cup. You know, the U.S. usually dominates at this event, or at least is in that gold medal game at the end. And uh, this was not a good showing. So how does Megan Rapino live with that? I don't know. We'll see what she does. If there's any humility out of this, if there's, I think that's what people wonder. Is she humble? And to, to this point, I can't say that I would consider her someone who oozes humility. <laughs> so, uh, I, I, you know, look, I'm a fan of women's soccer. I love it. My daughter plays it. And now she is cheering for Colombia the rest of the way because that's where she hails from. She was born in Colombia. Um, this is this is just it, Twitter and in, all the social media sites went wild. But here is one thing I want to note: I was asked to appear on a certain network, which I did, wasn't able to do, to talk about why. And this was what the request was made of me. Can you talk about why conservatives? bashed the US women's national team. Now, I can't speak for all conservatives, and I don't believe that it was only conservatives. I've, I got to believe there were some liberals, classic liberals that thought good riddance. I don't know, but to but to make this about conservative versus liberal, Republican Republican versus Democrat, this is just Americans responding to what they observed. That's all it is. And so I, I, I just, this is, this is where we are and this is what's got to stop. You can't just ascribe certain opinions to one monolithic group or assume that we are a monolithic group. I'm sure there were conservatives who thought, Oh, I really wanted to see them go further. This is so sad. It's awful. But there were a lot, at least the most vocal, on Twitter, when I woke up that morning, that were saying, Good riddance, we don't want to see you anymore. Don't let the door hit you on the way out. So it was interesting. It was interesting to see that. I can remember when Twitter was almost brand new and the women were playing China in the World Cup final, and everyone from Tom Hanks to Katie Kirk to everyone was tweeting about it. Oh my gosh, I'm so nervous. You know, everyone was coalesced around this team and enjoyed it. And we were unified in our fandom for this team and our support for this team and our desire to see them win. It was a it was a collective patriotic embrace that we were all communicating on Twitter that day. I remember it very clearly. That's not where we are anymore. And I really do think we're hurting ourselves. I really do. So the messages are kind of mixed today. Neo. You didn't need to apologize. And I'm so glad you came out and owned your opinion. You're entitled to it, as is everyone. You don't have to go along to get along, folks. I love that Elon Musk, by the way, is paying the legal bills of anyone who thinks they've been unjustly fired for something they posted on Twitter. Um, Jennifer Say, former president of Levi's, you may want to get in touch with Elon (laughs) <laughs> and sue the hell out of Levi's. I don't know if that's still an option for you. Anyway, uh, so that is, that's something that Elon's doing. Like, look, you're entitled to speak your mind on this platform. And if someone fires you because of it, I, I'm, I'm going to help you sue them. I love that stance. I love it. You are entitled to think what you want to think. And when you feel compelled or pressured to, To be quote unquote polite or politically correct, you are then, you're turned into nothing more than a sheep who is following the line of common thought or dare I say, elitist thought. You don't have to do that. Join NEO, jump into the coalition of courage, as I like to call it. And there are a lot of people out there. Riley Gaines is one of them. Paula Scanlon is one of them. I could go on and on and on. Uh, And so I I encourage you to just learn from that NEO experience. Um, Boston, I encourage you to visit. It's a lovely town. I hope it stays that way. And Megan Rapino, you know there's part of me that would really like to interview you and get to the heart and soul of where you are. Because I I think if you start allowing biological men who identify as women to compete alongside women, you are changing, you are you are erasing women's sports. You are diminishing every female out there. This is not about inclusivity. This excludes biological women. And if this happens, you can say goodbye to women's sports. I'm not willing to do that. So I'm going to continue to to fight for that as well. All right. You may notice our backgrounds changed a little bit. We're trying some new stuff and I got in a Uh, some ungodly hour last night so this is as good as it gets today tomorrow uh will be better we're going to just keep trying to get better in the meantime like neo be brave and do some good today and we'll see you next time